You're listening to the Mindful Psychology Podcast, a podcast designed to explore mindfulness, psychology, neuroscience, and various aspects of holistic health. My name is Jen. I'm your host. I'm also a therapist, an educator, and a yoga teacher. Join me and brilliant guests as we explore various topics and offer you actionable steps so that you can be informed and intentional about your health and well-being. Now sit back, relax, maybe take a notebook out, and let's dive in. Hi everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Mindful Psychology Podcast. My name is Jen, I am your host, and today is a solo episode. Uh, We're going to be talking about a couple of things, particularly with regards to anxiety. And we'll put in some self-compassion in there because of the way that I'm going to help you uh, practice these steps so that will require some mindfulness, some self-compassion, and some patience with yourself, okay? Some breathing, uh, some grounding, and most of all, some, some willingness to ease and manage anxiety, which I think we all want to be able to manage our anxiety, right? So we're going to talk about that today, and I'll give you my five steps to easing anxiety. Another thing I would also like to talk about, you guys, is my membership. Um, I'm not going to bore you too much with the membership stuff, especially if you're already in it or if you already know about all this, but for those of you who don't know, I do have an educational membership that you can join. I'll link it in the show notes. You can also find it in my bio on social media, so on TikTok and on Instagram, and you can find it on my website. But I just want to let you know that this membership is not therapy replacement. Um, it is an educational platform. So we, you have two options. You either have the option of getting all the exclusive content and not having the meetings or not attending the meetings if you don't want to, or, um, or you have the option of getting all the content and attending the live meetings. So I send you content every two weeks. I send you like in-depth content every two weeks on the off weeks. We have our meetings or not, if you don't want to take part in the meetings and every week I send you content, journal prompts, worksheets, um, things to think about, anxiety tips, this and that and the other, uh, and I share things with you. You can also have access to the community chat if you want to, join that. And I also submit, like I send you content privately. So I email you, I message you privately, it's it's private. Nobody has to know that you're there. (laughs) Nobody has to know that you're in there. I communicate with you privately, but you can join the community chat if you want to. You can take part in the meetings if you want to. And even if you do take part in the meetings, you can still be private. You do not have to turn your camera on. You do not even have to turn your mic on. If you just want to type the questions, you can type the questions. If you'd like to submit the questions beforehand, you can do that too. And I'll make sure to answer the questions during the meeting. If you cannot attend the meetings, but you are in that tier, you are in that membership option, I send the replays at the end of the week every time. So you'll always get the replays of the meetings. And that's pretty much it. We talk about a a few different things, uh, anxiety, relationships, attachment theories and attachment style type things, self-compassion, some mindfulness and CBT techniques for easing anxiety and for conflict resolution, emotional regulation. Uh, We do a lot of boundary work and communication skills and this and that. So if you like the podcast content and you like the content that I share on social media, then you might really like the membership. And um, it's particularly helpful, especially for people who are between therapy sessions. Like it's it's good for holding you accountable and for supporting you between sessions and for helping you kind of keep 
going between sessions um, or and or if you're looking to see what you'd like to work on or what you need to work on in therapy um, just to educate you a bit more to help you unpack uh, I'll unpack certain topics for you and just help you understand them better so that you can apply them to your life and see like I said what you'd like to work on in therapy and you know just to, to keep you supported between sessions if you are seeing someone and uh, and so that's that's the big thing there is that it's really helpful for that um so once again i send you the content privately i unpack the teachings for you and then uh, i give you examples so that you can apply it to your life and then in the meetings we really dive deeper into the content we study them and we apply them and we do some case studies this and that and and that's that's the main thing you also get some regular workshops when, when you're in that membership option and some pop-up yoga classes that you can attend meditations this and that so there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> so if you want to join, like I said, I'll link it in my show notes, but you can also find it in my bio on Instagram and TikTok and on my website. All right. So that was that. Let's dive into today's episode. Um, I wanted to talk about anxiety, self-compassion, mindfulness, and the ability to pause um, with regards to when we're feeling activated. Yeah. So this can be something that's kind of happening in the moment. You want to learn some, tic- some tips and tricks for... Um, for calming down in the moment. It could be because you're, you're feeling stressed at work. It could be because of a task, because of a situation, something like that. Or it can be because of a conflict with someone, right? You're feeling activated in a conversation with someone. And so either way, it's important to learn these steps to emotional regulation, regulating your body, regulating your nervous system, and learning to manage the anxiety. So the first thing I want to say about anxiety, especially with anxiety where you've learned to hide your symptoms, or where you've learned to hide your symptoms from the rest of the world. And sometimes even from yourself, like you're just so used to going through it, you're so used to being this way or feeling this way that you can't even tell what's healthy and what isn't anymore. And so this would kind of tie back to that content that I created on high-functioning anxiety. Um, Sometimes we use the term high-functioning really to describe people who are able to function, continue to function either highly or not, or it's really just a question of being able to hide the symptoms and from the outside world and sometimes even from ourselves. And so like I said with anxiety, especially with what we're calling high-functioning anxiety, what I find troubling is the amount of people that were able to relate to that content and even the people who are saying like oh i just thought it was normal or isn't this normal and it's like well it's been normalized for sure burnout anxiety stress exhaustion like these things have been normalized and in fact glorified but no it's not normal like you're you're it isn't healthy or rather i should say it isn't healthy to go through life like this and i stand by that i think that i'm not so concerned with how many people go through this that makes people think that this is normal. I'm concerned with the fact that so many people are going through this and people think it's normal, right? It's not the same thing. It's more like, you know, and when someone's like, but everybody goes through this, like it's not a big deal. It's like, yeah, that's my problem. Like that, that it, that's, that, that, that's what we think, that it's normal um, when it isn't. It isn't healthy. So if you're dragging and scraping your way through life, like there are other ways to go through life. There are better ways to live. And and so I want to shine light on that. So that's why I talk about these things. And I want to give you some tips today that are going to help you dealing in dealing with your daily stresses and with moments of activation, either with someone else or uh, because of a situation, a task, work, a, you know, something that happens in your life, even when you're on your own. Okay, so first things first, understanding anxiety as kind of like this noise in your life it's like when you have apps in the back of your phone that you can't turn off right because 
you don't, or, or that you don't turn off rather and you don't even realize they're there anymore but you're wondering why your battery is dying all the time or why you're running out of batteries so fast it's because you have these apps on in the back that are just draining your energy slowly but surely right and so the, our anxiety can be like that and so when we're dealing with a moment of activation so let's take the moment of activation first because we can all relate or think about a moment where we're activated either because we get an email from someone or a call or we have an interaction with someone it could be work family friends partners whatever we get this moment of activation and we need to learn to regulate so when our nervous system perceives a threat or it, you know it, it gets activated we're going to go into a fight or flight response right and then we're no longer dealing with the part of the brain that helps us with rational thinking and decision making and judgment and all of that stuff. So we need to regulate and bring ourselves back to a place of safety, remind our brains that we've got this, everything's going to be okay, and that we, we can move forward from here. When we have the skills, when we don't, well, we just panic and then we don't really know what to do from there. And then we hope that it's just going to pass and sometimes it does but there's always this underlying issue that never actually gets solved and this is what exacerbates that noise in your life but when it happens for so long and it's just increasing steadily you forget how bad it actually is right it's kind of like when you when you go into cold water and your body adapts you forget how cold it was at the start or when it's too hot and then your body adapts you forget how hot it was right so it's the same thing with anxiety like we're so used to going through it that we just don't even know that it's damaging us anymore. So I want to talk about that because this is what we're dealing with here. You don't have to be going through intense moments of panic for this to apply to you. Like really, it's just a question of having this skill and these tools in your toolkit, almost or like, a, like an emotional first aid kit, right? Like for easing anxiety. So when you're dealing with a moment of activation, here are the things that I think are important to keep in mind. We're dealing with breathing. Straight away, I think that taking a few deep breaths, like one to three, <laughs> ideally three, if you can manage it, three deep breaths to sort of signal to the brain that there is no danger. Like you've got this and you are safe and you're okay. Okay. These moments of activation that involve people or work or life or yes, they're, they, they can be challenging and yes, they can be uh, crippling sometimes, but we need to kind of learn to emotionally regulate and say okay well hang on a second though like this isn't actually life or death right now right we're not talking about life or death situations where we need to be getting into that fight or flight or that survival mode right so we take a few deep breaths regulate the nervous system tell our minds hey it's okay we're breathing we're good and we're setting that response of, of calm and of stability okay so breathing then you want to identify what it is that you're thinking and feeling. Ask yourself, what is it? Oh, I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling um, angry because so-and-so did this, or I just had an argument with my partner or whatever it is. Like identify what it actually is. And if you can, write it down because this actually helps it go away from your mind. Um, and if you don't want to write it down or you can't, some people even like to leave voice notes to themselves and they just, they speak or they record themselves and they just speak. It, it makes them feel like they're speaking to someone and they're venting, but without actually having to like feel like they're going to reach out to someone for it, right? If they don't feel comfortable doing that. So you can leave yourself a voice note or something like that or write it down, journal it, okay? But identify what you're feeling. And the most important thing in this step, which is identifying, is to identify the thought and the feeling but not to identify with the thought or the feeling. So we're saying things like, I feel anxious versus I am anxious, 
<clears throat> we don't want to be identifying with the thought or the feeling. So I feel anxious, I feel sad, I feel angry versus I am anxious, I am sad, I am angry, right? So we're not identifying with it, but we are identifying the thoughts and the feelings, right? So breathing, identifying, then we want to accept. Now this might sound silly because you're thinking, but why would I want to accept something unpleasant, right? And that's fair enough. Like, why do you want to accept that? Well, the thing is, is that you want to, again, bring yourself back to a place of acceptance because otherwise you'll think about why you're upset and you're just going to get reactivated again. And then when you work on taking action or doing anything that comes after that, you're more than likely not going to be doing that from a place of regulation. You're going to be doing that from a place of activation. So we still want to go to that place of acceptance so that we can help regulate our bodies, right? We go to accept what we're feeling without trying to fix it or change it right away. Because again, we're not in the state where we're actually going to be able to help that. Okay, so we focus on accepting without trying to change it or fix it or fight it or resist it. We accept, I am feeling like this. Because the fact of the matter is, you are feeling like this. So the first step in being able to move past that is accepting that you're feeling like that. Sometimes we think that by fighting it, that we're actually making it better and taking it away. But you're not really when you haven't tapped into what's happening, right? You're just trying to avoid it and mask it. So accept without trying to fix, change it, or resist it. We're doing this in a place of non-judgment. And we're doing this in a place of observing. Okay, we're, this is observation and acceptance. So to recap again, we're doing the breathing, then identifying, but not identifying with the thoughts and the feelings, but identifying the thoughts and the feelings. And then we're moving to acceptance without wanting to fight it or fix it or change it. And then we can focus on another step, which is to ask questions. Now that we've accepted that we feel this way, we can ask questions for clarity and to understand what it is that we're feeling. Now you're now it's time to dig deeper, right? It's time to dig deeper and see what you're really afraid of. What is really making you feel anxious? So I'm anxious to talk to this person. Okay, that's a good first step. You've probably done that in the identifying stage. But now ask yourself, why are you anxious to talk to this person? What is making you uncomfortable here? Think about a situation that maybe is on your mind right now as you're going through these steps with me. What is on your mind, right? Think about that and think, what are you stressed about when you, when you think about talking to this person? Is it really talking to this person? Or is it perhaps how it makes you feel because you feel intimidated or inadequate or stressed when you talk to this person? And then if so, ask yourself again, why? Why do you feel like this? It could be because they make you feel inadequate, because they say mean things, or because they, you know, they, they give you like a bad vibe. Sometimes it's just about identifying that bad vibe, right? But we're trying to really investigate here what is going on. And also seeing like, is it something on your end? Like, I just feel uncomfortable around them because they remind me of something that I don't want to face about myself, or because they remind me of the fact that like, again, are they actually doing something? Do you feel something? Is it just, this is not to blame or anything like that. We're just trying to understand, right? It really depends. Um, I know, for example, if I think of some people that I had to distance myself from in life, it was more like, I just don't like chatting to this person because they make me uncomfortable. They'll often make mean comments. They make me feel, honestly, 
uncomfortable and I don't want to put up with that and I don't see it getting better from here um and in fact I don't want to pursue it so I'm taking some distance um because I want to you know and so like learn about yourself in this stage you might spend a lot of time in this stage in fact you can spend a lot of time in all of these stages of course but with the asking questions one it can really be a time to understand and to to tap into what's going on and then when you find yourself feeling activated in this stage again because it will happen we'll start to think about things and then get reactivated right then go back to breathing always 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 coming back to breath coming back to that present moment that only that moment matters and that you are safe and okay in that moment then go back to identifying okay i'm feeling activated because i just thought of that thing as i was asking myself some questions i'm going to accept that i feel like that and I'm going to go back to investigating kindly, right? Like this is what we're we're working towards. So it's okay if you're going back and forth a little bit. This isn't linear. And then from here, once you've completed this time, or at least you've, you've done what you can do with this for now, you'll go to the last one. So we've done breath, breathing. We've done identifying, accepting, asking questions. And now we're dealing with boundaries. And boundaries, this is another one where you'll spend a lot of time, is that it's about... Well, first of all, not identifying with what's going on. Again, we're trying throughout all of this not to identify with the issue, not to identify with the thoughts and feelings, not to identify with um, with stories in our minds. Um, like thoughts and feelings aren't facts, but they can be good teachers. So we want to learn from them, but we're not trying to like take them on and get bogged down from them, especially if they're erroneous, right? Or they're harmful to us. Um, so then we're dealing with boundaries. What are you going to... What kind of limits are you going to set around your stories in your mind or around your thoughts and feelings so that you can not take them on, right? So that you can still learn from them and observe them, but stay separate from them, right? And this kind of goes back to RAIN meditation, which I've talked about as well, a wonderful meditation and 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 thought process, uh, and the last one being non-attachment. Um, and... and I think that also with boundaries, and now of course there's non-attachment here, but it's also boundaries in general because if we're dealing with people or stressors or anxiety, this is where boundaries can be really helpful in preventing future anxiety or preventing future activation, which is why I'm, I'm calling it boundaries and why uh, I'm going to be branching off into different things now. Um, but then that boundary to be like, what am I going to say okay to today? And what am I going to say, you know what, no thank you, right? And we all have thoughts in the day that we could do without right? All of us. Well, most of us anyway. I know I do. <laughs> um, we all have thoughts that we can say, you know what? No thanks today. I'm not I'm not having that. We get these anxious thoughts. We start to spiral. We maybe start to get obsessive about them uh, and go back and forth or go in circles. And we, ask, we have to ask ourselves, like, what limitations am I going to, to set so that I'm not, I'm not getting consumed by these thoughts and feelings if it's something that's on your mind, right? And we've talked about this in previous episodes as well. Ask yourself, or what are my thoughts and feelings, right? Or what are my thoughts? How are they affecting what I'm feeling? See what, what you're feeling in your body. And then say, what are they making me want to do? Like now, obviously, I'm, I'm distressed. I'm activated. I want to do X, Y, Z, right? But then say, well, are my thoughts true? Like what proves my thought right now? Or my negative thoughts? What proves them? What disproves them? What, what, what proves to me that they're not true? That I don't have anything to worry about? And now what if I offer an alternative an alternative truth to these thoughts, right? And we've also talked about separating thoughts from events, right? Events, yes, things happen. We can't control our circumstances, right? Like things will happen, sure. 
But our thoughts about the thing or about the event are what we can control. So no, when it, when something bad happens or there's a there's a you know there's something that goes on that's distressing, of course we can't just say, "Oh, maybe there's an alternative truth." Like, no, if it's bad, it's bad. I get that. But our thoughts, our approach, our our way of dealing with said event, we can control that. So that's what we're working on here. Okay? So back to boundaries. Um back to boundaries, we're dealing with what kind of limitations am I going to set about my thought spiraling or my thought uh, taking over, right? My negative thoughts taking over. I'm going to stop it when it starts to become detrimental, when I start to feel like this is really being unhelpful. Sometimes thoughts can pass us by. We don't even realize that they're being unhelpful. Um, if we can notice more and more the way we talk to ourselves and the things that we say and think about ourselves, that's ideal. Um, but it takes time to get to that point where we can notice the little nuances. But I want you to try to start doing that. To start thinking, okay, you know what? I'm starting to feel bogged down now. I'm starting to feel a little bit activated or a bit discouraged or a bit sad or a bit depressed. This is my sign. I'm setting boundaries now. I'm going to get with it and see what's going on here. Why is this happening? You know, why am I being so mean to myself? Or why am I letting myself spiral down this rabbit hole? You know, and, and that's a boundary. Like saying to yourself, no, right? Or those voices in your head saying to them, you know what? Not today, not now. That's not helpful. <laughs> you know and 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 another thing too and this is where the self-compassion comes in is knowing when to apply that self-compassion knowing when to be compassionate with yourself we're so quick to get annoyed with ourselves and invalidate ourselves and our feelings but try to not <laughs> just try to not no but try to do this instead you, you know why am i anxious I'm anxious because I have to see a lot of people tomorrow and I'm really uncomfortable because there's a lot of people. I'm scared that I'm going to say the wrong thing. You know, I haven't been out in a while. I haven't been feeling like myself lately or or not even that. Just, you know, I've been feeling really good lately, but for some reason I'm really nervous about this, this event and, you know, seeing all these people or this gathering, you know, and I'm, and I'm stressed about it. Instead of saying like, oh, I'm so annoyed. This is awful. I'm going to mess up. It's going to be the worst. And spiraling, we can try to say things like, you know what? That is anxiety-inducing. You know, the last time we were in a situation like this, it was really draining for you. It was super taxing. You know, it was difficult. You know, damn right you're stressed. Of course you're stressed. That's stressful. You know, like acknowledge what's going on and validate it for yourself, right? Say it. Um, and, and, and be comforting to yourself. Remind yourself that, that, you know, you see you and you hear you, right? This will help regulate your body. It will help regulate your nervous system and, and help you bring uh, come to a place of security and safety when you can acknowledge and validate yourself like that. And then you tell yourself, okay, what thoughts are not, and again, we're going back, like what thoughts are not helpful here? Which thoughts are my fabrication or my stories in my mind? Where am I going to draw that line and say, well, you know what? This isn't helpful anymore. And this is just stories. This is spiraling. This is me letting my thoughts get the better of me. This is me identifying with my negative thoughts. I'm going to unpack that and not let myself go there. It isn't helpful for me when I go there. I feel happier when I let myself understand what's going on and I offer myself alternative truths to my negative thoughts. Thoughts that have more verifiable evidence to them anyway, right? Thoughts that are more true, more likely, right? Like for example, maybe not everybody is going to judge me. That's, it's very likely that most people are not going to judge you. Right? And, and especially that most people, 
if not nobody, but I, I, I never like to be too like polar with my opinions or with my things, my statements. But um, generally speaking, people are never going to be as hard on us as we are on ourselves. So that is a truth. That is a positive uh, alternative truth, right? So these are some examples. These are some things to think about that will help you kind of stay in check and stay regulated and stay um, in a place of security and safety. And so this is when you're on your own and you're dealing with situations on your own. But frankly, the same thing applies when you're in a conversation with someone. And we could talk about this more in another episode because obviously it's an, it's an entire thing in its own right. But when you're dealing with someone, it's that same thing about centering yourself, taking the time to pause and notice that, okay, I'm activated right now. Evidently, I can feel it. Like I feel like lashing out. I feel like impulsively just you know, attacking or just, you know, doing whatever it is that you feel like doing or shutting down or whatever it is, I'm going to breathe. I'm going to breathe into this moment, into my place of resistance in my body, in my mind, in my heart. I'm going to breathe. That's the first step. Then I'm going to identify what I'm feeling, but I'm not going to identify with what I'm feeling. So I'm feeling anxious, not I am anxious. Little changes in language actually start to create that space between you and the thought and feeling or thoughts and feelings, so that you can actually go to the next steps and do the other things, right? To emotionally regulate and to move forward in a healthy way. So then we're dealing with accepting, that's the third one. We accept without trying to fix or fight or resist, because ultimately we are feeling this way right now. So we need to accept that in order to be able to move on once again. Then we ask ourselves questions, that's the fourth ask questions to find out more about what's going on, to really dig deep and see what about this person is triggering me? What can I learn about myself right now? What about this situation is triggering me? What can I learn about myself right now? What needs to be dealt with? What do I need to investigate? Non-judgment, right? We're doing this with kindness, right? But we ask ourselves and go back to other steps as you need to, especially the breathing. (laughs) All right, so those are the four. And then the fifth is the boundaries. The boundaries around yourself, the boundaries between you and another person, the boundaries with your time, the boundaries with your energies, and most of all, boundaries with the thoughts that lead to anxiety, with the thoughts and feelings that spiral out of control and that dominate us. And so suddenly the thoughts have us rather than us having, or rather than, yeah, rather than us having the thoughts and the feelings. They have us. And this is anxiety producing. And then we power through because we're not identifying and we're not asking questions and we're not sitting with it. And so then we adapt and then we're like, oh yeah, I'm always high strung. I'm always stressed out. This is just normal. No, it's just layers and layer and layer upon layer of you suppressing this anxiety or these activations or these moments of of panic or of fear or of threat and never dealing with them. And then you just adapt to that level of suffocation or anxiety or, or, um, you know, dysregulation or whatever it is. That's what it, that's what it means. So we want as much as possible to not let those things pile up because the more we let them pile up, the more difficult it's going to be to get out from under them and, you know, sort through things. So that's especially why this episode is important, why this work is important so that we can make sure that that doesn't happen. And then we set boundaries around our time, make sure that we take breaks, for example, uh, make sure that we focus on Uh, self-care, make sure that we set boundaries around people who might be unhelpful to us or unhealthy for us, but that we don't necessarily have the opportunity to separate from entirely, like that can happen, especially with work or with uh, um, 
sometimes family or whatever it is, right? Um, but making sure that we still set boundaries. Like just because you have to be in contact with someone or just because you choose to be in contact with someone doesn't mean that you have to do so in any way at all, in any way that there is. There are still healthy ways to, to interact with people, right? Even more difficult people. So, um, and, and you know what's best for you in that moment. So that's what uh, I wanted to shine light on today. So I hope that this was helpful. Um, I will continue to create content about this. I know that anxiety is a, is a big, big topic, rightfully so, you know, I mean, we're all, we can all relate to a lot of this. Um, so I will continue to create content on anxiety, uh, as well on boundaries and on a bunch of other things. You can find me on Instagram at islandtherapist or island.therapist and uh, on TikTok at island.therapist. You can find me uh, at my website, jenangela.com. That's jen with a G, angela.com. Uh, everything is linked in the show notes, as well as my free anxiety support ebook, uh, my podcast, of course, while you're listening to it, I've got some free resources and some blog posts on my website as well. And, um, you can join my membership. The link is down there as well. So that's that. I hope this was helpful. And if you love the podcast, I would love to hear from you. You can DM me, you can take a screenshot and share it in your stories and tag me. I'd love to know what episode you're listening to. What about the show you love most? And if you have a spare moment and wouldn't mind sharing a five-star rating and review, I would absolutely love that. It really helps support the show. So thank you so much if you do. And thank you so much of you. So thank you to they, they, thank you so much to those of you who have already left a review. I really appreciate it. Um, and to show my gratitude, I would love if you took a, a screenshot right before you send the review and sent it to me so I could thank you personally. I really, really do appreciate these reviews. So thank you very much. Uh, until next time. Bye-bye.